So Courtney here with another guest today. Yes, we are here with Carlos Bieto, who is the founding principal from the International High School at Langley Park in Maryland. Welcome. Thank you. So where do we start? Start with your story. So tell us about um, how you came to be the founding principal of this high school and like what drove you to do it and how is it going? Yeah. Uh, so I grew up in New York City, okay. uh, immigrated with my family from the Dominican Republic when I was five, uh, and so I was an English language learner, uh, considered officially so until the fifth grade, uh, when I was asked to go to monolingual classes, and that was sort of like a traumatic experience for me, um, because I was leaving all my friends behind from the bilingual classroom, and so since then, it just always, I always thought about like, what, how many kids go through that kind of experience and so English language learner, English language learning has been a part of who I am uh, and so uh, here comes this idea for an opening of a school where competency-based learning and ELLs come together and it just seemed like the perfect opportunity for me to create a space for English language learners because honestly um, that kind of space doesn't really exist or existed until we came about where we're thinking about personalized learning, mastery-based learning right. from an ELL perspective. Right. Fascinating. Yeah. So how, how long ago, how long has this school been open? Uh, so we're in our third year. Uh, so pretty exciting, learning new things every single day. Uh, we have uh, freshmen, sophomores, and juniors okay, now. Okay, that was my next question. Yep. Yeah. Like, so the rollout was a freshman and sophomores. Yep. And yeah, so we'll be at full capacity next year with 400 students. Um, so we've been doing 100 students per year. Um, and how many different languages are in uh, your school? Uh, we have, I lost count at 15. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. yeah, Amazing. a lot of languages. Um, yeah. And so you speak, you speak Spanish? I speak Spanish fluently. And do you speak any other languages fluently? I tried learning Italian. Yeah. Um, but that only worked out for a semester at Middlebury. <laughs> it was 8 a.m. That would make it oh, difficult yeah. to learn yeah, Italian at Middlebury. In Vermont. In Vermont, right. At 8 a.m. It's not quite an immersion experience. No, no, no. That no. is very true. But nonetheless, one semester did wonders for me. I feel like... I can have very basic conversations in Italian and still be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned before that you found this opportunity to open this school. Yeah. So what were you doing right before that? Uh, right before that, I was an assistant principal at a charter school in New York City. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I worked with the English language learner department there, um, and I was a founding teacher at a school for English language learners. So that has sort of been both the English language learner path and opening new schools has sort of been my thing. It is. It's a theme in your life. Yeah, it yeah, is. That's yeah. pretty cool. So yeah. what what made you move to Maryland for this? Was it just um, whatever? It was, it was ELL, competency-based learning. I wasn't sort of getting that opportunity in New York City, so okay. um, this just opened a whole new pathway for me uh, as a young principal, you know, there's always a lot going on in people's minds about whether a young principal can do this kind of thing or not. And so I'm in Prince George's County now and proving people that, yes, age is nothing but a number. So what do you, what do you see different about personalized learning for ELL learners versus personalized learning, period? Or, or is there a difference? 
I think personalized learning is personalized learning. And, um, you know, it, we just have to remember that while we're planning for all kinds of students, English language learners are all different. Right. And so I think a lot of people just try to conglomerate English language learners into this one thing. And it's right. not one thing. They're all different kinds of English language learners. And so that's what we focus on at our school. We use, we, we take our kids' traumatic experiences and try to work around them from a social-emotional perspective so that then they can engage in the academic perspective. Do you find yourself doing, one thing I know I have heard from teachers of, of uh, English language learners and English language learners themselves, in fact we have um, a Spanish-speaking woman in our district right now who's uh -huh. incredible. She's got like the most, uh, she's a design-thinking maven, yeah. but like she flat out says to people and like said to our uh, our colleagues that you know one of the hardest things for her is that people automatically assume she doesn't have intelligence yeah. because she doesn't right. necessarily speak English well yeah right? right so I guess I wonder so to some extent like building this environment kind of takes that away to yeah. some extent for learners absolutely and that's got to make a huge difference in their confidence and their ability to but then, do you do any work on the flip side with like community outreach? Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. yeah, so I'll tell you a story about one of our students yeah. who came in, um, level one English speaker um, in, in terms of like WIDA access scores, okay. and he was excelling content-wise. Yeah. So at our school, we separated language and content as competency skills. Yes. Um, and so it allowed him to still master all of his content skills and still get his credit for science um, without having full capacity of the English language. Right. Um, but then in, in the flip side for community outreach, our school wouldn't function without community. Right. Um, so we have Soccer Without Borders as one of our partners, University of Maryland. Uh, we have a partnership with KIND, I Learn America. Um, uh, University of Maryland School of Social Work. So um, we wouldn't be able to exist without our partners. Um, and this kid, for example, has um, been with uh, Soccer Without Borders. He also did the I Learn America, had the opportunity to go up to New York and present in front of 100 lawyers. Um, so yeah, we're trying to bank on our kids' experiences to give them the most out of their education. So to what extent do you involve the learners? Because the school is growing, oh, clearly, yeah. right? So how did they play a part in forming the school? Uh, everything from choosing their uniform to what colors they were going to wear uh, to um, the day-to-day -day stuff that happens in the school. I will never make a decision right. about curriculum or who we hire without having student voice. Um, so part of our rigorous hiring process includes our kids having the final say on who we hire. We give them the two final options, we bring them in the classroom, they do demo lessons, and our kids are 25% of the decision um, that we make. So. 25%? Yeah. That's Pretty good. That's so, amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> why not? Yeah, exactly. They, like, how, yeah, when you first not? said, you know, they have finals, I was like, that makes sense. They should have <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? They yeah. know what's right for them. Right. Whereas we're 
honestly just guessing half the time. Right. Right? We make those adult decisions because we think they're right and not always the kids. And one of the things that Courtney always says is what what do we do that the learners could be doing? Yeah. And the hiring process is something that really hadn't come into my mind. And now it's never going to leave my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is just the way it is now. I love that. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. So before we wrap up our conversation, what would you bestow on our listeners as your greatest do-do for personalized learning and ensuring equity and meeting the needs of English language learners or answer it however you want? Um, you have to involve every stakeholder at all times of the, in the process. Um, for me, it just wouldn't be working out the same for our school if our community partners weren't invested from the very beginning before the school was started, if the students were not part of our uh, student groups before the school was started, um, if the parent and other community members weren't involved. I don't think we would be where we are today. So if there's a big doo-doo, it's you have to make sure that everyone who's going to be a part of this process and it's going to be important, be a part of it throughout the whole time. Fantastic. Thank you so much for thank spending you. time with us today. No, thank you for having me.